Thank you for joining us again on another Rebuilding the Black Family. We've got an excellent episode, I believe, that's going to really help you today. You know, a significant part of the purpose of Rebuilding the Black Family is to highlight the value, the dignity, and the beauty of black people. And it also includes understanding and really together growing, learning, improving our understanding of where we are and to understand where we are, you have to know how we got to where we are, where we, you know, so the understanding the roots that produce the fruits. And so this means putting a spotlight on some things that are, ne- uh, that are negative, difficult, and challenging at times. And so in this episode, we're going to look specifically uh, on the subject of racism and specifically what is behind racism, um, how racism was used to form societies and how it still affects us today. And so you don't want to miss it. It's a great time to contact your friends, family, loved ones. Tell them to tune in to Rebuilding the Black Family today. So, David. Thank you, Brother Carl, for, uh, as always, your beautiful intros um, that help give a nice, you know, a a nice transition into what we're going to be speaking about. It sets the Mm -hmm. tone, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So today, yeah, we're going to be talking about racism, but not just talking and and educating the audiences um, about racism, but helping to re-educate some members of our audience. Because what I want people to understand about this episode is we've entitled it The Miseducation of Racism. Because I truly believe, and I've done multiple presentations on this, I've done different lectures to various Mm -hmm. audiences Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. in hospitals and school boards, Mm -hmm. youth, Mm -hmm. adults, whomever. Mm -hmm. And consistently, I have seen this miseducation on racism, i.e. thinking that racism looks only one way and therefore anything outside of that respective image or that respective idea of what racism looks like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is therefore considered not racism. And what I want this segment today to do is to get rid of that Mm -hmm. previous image, that Mm -hmm. previous understanding of racism, Mm -hmm. i.e. thinking that it only encompasses people who yell white power, mm-hmm. people who yell, um, you know, white is right and black stay back. And if you're brown, mm-hmm. stick around and yellow, mm-hmm. you're mellow, mm-hmm. etc. I want people to think that it's not solely about segregation that you can see, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it's not just about yelling racial epithets. What I want people to understand is those are nothing more than symptoms of racism, but we're going to get more into so that So that's today. why you mentioned the miseducation Excellent. of racism. And when it's that way, wouldn't you say then it's easy to dismiss it? Very good. You know, that's just Very those good. people who are complaining again. Yes, exactly. And, and so I, when I hear you, David, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. this is more of an accurate um, education piece or discussion we're having today Yes. to understand that racism is really just part of a larger system. Well, racism is, well, essentially racism is the system. But people have oversimplified Mm -hmm. what racism is. And I would even say both the far right and the far left Mm -hmm. have oversimplified what Mm -hmm. racism is. And what we want to do is to not oversimplify the complex nature of Mm -hmm. racism and how Mm -hmm. it's operated and how it's so insidious. It's so subtle Mm -hmm. that now you will see instances that I will argue are is part of racism 
that people would say, well, that's not possible because it doesn't involve, let's say, white people doing something to black people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I'll explain, no, this is a part of racism. This is a part of the, uh, the, the, the uh, maintenance of a white or European social order okay. um, in a global system. So, so then, yeah. L- so let us, um, again, in your experience, David, mm-hmm. again, speaking to school boards, you know, organizations, mm-hmm. companies about the subject of racism. Yeah. And of course, you're looking at it as a holistic Yes. Today we presented it as a holistic thing. Very good. Um, and again, we're we're being very objective at the same time intelligent. Yes. Uh, you know, in addressing yes. this subject. So talk to us first. Introduce us then about racism. Okay. So, so we could say, what is racism? Excellent. So first and foremost, racism, as we know it, only came about as being fabricated by white people of European descent. I want that to be made clear because nowhere in history mm-hmm. has there ever been this idea that one's so-called race, because race is a indeed social construct, social construct. as many people mm-hmm. um, speak about, especially scholars, professionals, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. But I want to delve deeper into this idea of social construct because it's not so, it's not so much that it's simply a social construct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because why was the social construct created? Good. So. Race is a social construct. It is a um, mythological idea that one race supposedly is mm-hmm. superior to others. Mm-hmm. So in this case, because of the creators who have created it, white people of European descent, mm-hmm. so i.e. blonde hair, blue-eyed people who mm-hmm. have created this, mm-hmm. created this idea that white people by nature mm-hmm. are more superior than everybody else. Now, of course, everybody could see that, what well, would say that, oh, well, if it's anybody thinking that their race is superior than the others then anybody can be racist but no because racism is also accompanied by power Power. so it's not only those who have this idea Mm -hmm. you can have the idea and nothing Mm -hmm. become Mm -hmm. of it right Mm -hmm. but it's when you can use that idea you have the power to enforce that idea onto others Mm -hmm. and make people's lives miserable Mm -hmm. or even uh, you know or detriment their lives Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. a result of not following through or following that respective um, order that they're trying to enforce I think one of the things we need to um, emphasize, David, is in in accurate history, yeah. when we could say Europeans engaged the African continent. Yes, they were actually trading, mm-hmm. making trades, again based on what they saw in Africa. Mm-hmm. There was some healthy, one hundred percent trades going on. Yeah, there was even a respect. Yes, of the black man. Yes. So I think that's really, really important for people to oh, understand yeah. that. Um, also, I yeah. was, I was um, reading a book uh, by a Barbara, I forgot her last name, but she was saying this, something which is often not known by most people, mm-hmm. is we're often in, let's say, North America, the Western world, we yeah. highlight the effect or the influence of the Grecian Empire, yeah. the Roman Empire. Yeah, the but Greek- little, Roman is, Empire, yeah. little is said that, or known, that, and it's, Historical fact, the art world knows it, historians mm-hmm. know this. Just check your history out. Mm-hmm. It is a fact that the Greeks were influenced highly mm-hmm. by both the Ethiopians and the Egyptians. Egyptians. Well, so we, we their can... art, their culture, their, their sculptures, their art, all of that was greatly influenced. So I want to get to this before we, mm-hmm. I want you to get into this racism area. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to establish was there was this healthy, we could say, relationship of trade in yeah. some cases this healthy awe of the black man i, I was about to say what we, what we, he did and what he created and, we, and what yeah. he did as, as a people yeah 
Now, but then for the sake of, and, and we're using some of these phrases, I think we need to bring it in. Yep, we will. When the European mm-hmm. powers, again, so when we're talking about the um, the Spanish, the Portuguese, the British, so the Dutch, the, the yep. Dutch uh, you know, so, you know, Belgium. So yep. when they decided, now, we want to control the world. Let's yes. put it that way. Yes. So then there are certain phrases. That's when now they said we're gonna we're gonna base it on who we are. We're yeah. white, mm-hmm. so we're gonna control the world. Mm-hmm. Control so colonies. Yeah, that's where we get colonialism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canada was a colony. Yes. The United States a colony. Yes. The islands a colony. All part so, of the British Empire. Let's all be part clear of, that the all that part Canada mm-hmm. and America are nothing more than siblings. Exactly come from the same father mm-hmm. being the British. Exactly. I want to make that clear yeah. before people in Canada think Canada is better than the States when exactly. essentially Canada is nothing more than a more covertly violent nation mm-hmm. than their essentially more overt violent brother. Well, and, okay, well, so you said it. So, well, you said it accurately. A, uh, a relative, a sibling. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what they are. Yeah. So then, so yeah. in all of this, it's important. So using the 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 premise yes. of white supremacy. Yeah, which will break down. The, which will break down, and the I call it the strategy of racism. Yes. To me, I look at it as a strategy. Yeah. Then systems were created. Yes. Um. To we could say to re, to relegate to oppress to subjugate black people again for the greater mm-hmm. cause. Of yeah. colonialism, yes, and and so of course, mm-hmm. and of course, that's where slavery came out of. So all yes. of that, so all of these things work together, and I think yeah. that's part of what we want to explore today. Yeah. So now, based on you know some of these things, David, I know you've got more to add. Mm-hmm. Let's break down again. What is racism? Let's let's beautiful you know, move on. So there. so yeah, let's break down more. So racism is a, and I'm going to call it a mythological belief. Mm-hmm. One could argue it's a delusion because there's absolutely no evidence to support it Mm -hmm. of one race being one race in this case Mm -hmm. being that white people of European descent. So that specific race, the Aryan race, Mm -hmm. as they want to call it, Mm -hmm. blonde hair, blue eyed, Mm -hmm. pale skinned race Mm -hmm. being superior, Mm -hmm. having bigger brains, having more intelligence, having been superior in all other realms Mm -hmm. than any other race with the African race, they deeming the lowest, the lowest, exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is what racism is and why racism has come to be. There's been many theories about it, right? One of the more controversial ones, um, that has been coined by um, the late um, African, African-American psychiatrist, uh, Dr. Francis Quest Welsing. Yeah, Her theory, for instance, was that racism came to be because of, based off of a fear of white inferiority, right? Mm-hmm. This is what her theory was, that this idea of white superiority was actually rooted in, and this is from the psychological realm, of feelings of inferiority and fear, profound fear of genetic annihilation. This is what she's saying. So everything that came out of that essential fear, not just by one white man, but a group of mm-hmm. white men who came to be in power. Based off of that fear, they had to create, mm-hmm. right? Now, we, we could, of course, understand this, uh, you know, either figuratively, but essentially, literally, when we look at history, they had to create a system to protect themselves because of recognizing 
that they are the global minority. So this whole idea that black people are minorities, uh, Chinese people are mm -hmm. minorities, is again mythological because 80% mm -hmm. of the world's inhabitants okay, are people uh, of color. So I just uh, want to make so that's that what us, So let's make sure we understand that. So the minority thing, Yes. And when you said um, Kresslina, because I remember reading after yes. her about the fear of uh, white genocide. Yes. In other, in other words, the fear that because they were the minority in numbers. Yes. In numbers. Yes. The fear that their, we're going to say race. Yes. Would be eradicated. Yes. So it's going to be declining over time. That was yes. the fear. Was so the fear. we could yes. say, and we could say by numbers, that was their fear. Yes. Okay. And so. And by numbers, it is a fact. It is a fact. Yes. Yes. So, like mm -hmm. you said, I like the, the fact that you, and I think it needs to be said because oftentimes, see, we keep hearing something and you'll believe it. We believe so it. So, if yeah. you think, well, you're the minority, you're yeah. thinking, well, I'm the minority. Well, when that's you know, all part, of, and that's all part of the psychological exactly. manipulation. Yeah. If you can convince this person, despite mm -hmm. the fact, well, let's say you're four feet tall, mm -hmm. and that person is clearly six feet tall, mm -hmm. if you can convince them in their minds, in their mm -hmm. psyche. Mm -hmm that they are the ones that are short, that mm -hmm. they are the small and insignificant ones. Mm -hmm. If you can do that, mm -hmm. then you can control that person's actions. As mm -hmm. Dr. Carter G. Woodson says, when you control a man's mind, you don't exactly. have to worry about his actions. Yeah. And this is essentially what they did with colonialism. We have mm -hmm. to understand when they went into Africa, when they went to Asia, when they went into the Americas, they were always outnumbered. Mm -hmm. There was never a time they outver, uh, uh, were the majority in those respective mm -hmm. countries. Mm -hmm. It was a couple of sailors, as I would say, a couple of pirates, mm -hmm. and some other respective, um, I guess you could say, the rejects of mm -hmm. those respective countries, of the English, of the Portuguese, of the Sp mm -hmm. Spanish, etc. They came to these countries, they came into these nations to you know, rape and pillage and do, mm -hmm. and do all they wanted to do, but they were in the minority, mm -hmm. now, right? So I just want to make that clear. And that I think, I know what we're going... It's a psychological and it, game. It's just, but, and I think why it's important... Um, this discussion is oftentimes uncomfortable. Yeah. But why you have to have it is what I do sometimes. I project, suppose there wasn't such a thing as slavery. Yeah. Suppose there wasn't colonialism. Mm -hmm. Just suppose. Mm -hmm. What could the world have been? So you see, now, now you see, and, if we don't can, think that way, yeah. then oftentimes we're thinking, we're deluded into thinking, that we're experiencing the best there could be. Of course. You see what I'm Without saying? Without the evidence to support it. Exactly. This is the irony, yeah. right? So, but I want to get to the, some of the pieces that you brought up mm -hmm. um, in terms of colonialism, in terms yes. of, you know, what, what grounded that. And even some of the Greeks, some of the honest Greek historians have had to admit, no, almost every single thing, including their Greek mythology, mm -hmm. has been yes, named yeah. after yeah. Egyptian mythology. Mm -hmm. That they have to admit that it wasn't Hippocrates that was the father of medicine, it was Emotep, mm -hmm. right? That he himself said he was a student, not a direct student because he was 2,000 years after. Mm -hmm. But he was essentially an indirect student because he studied the teachings of Emotep. That the Edwin Papris, mm -hmm. right? Some of the first early medical papers was done by brilliant minds like Emotep, a black Egyptian man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in order to sustain and maintain this lie, you have to destroy the evidence that will, con that will, uh, 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 that will contradict it. And this is what racism is. So to go to your point in terms of what grounded uh, uh, you know, racism or grounded colonialism and enslavement. The Europeans had to look for a reason to justify their colonialist desires mm -hmm. and their enslavement of African people. They had to come up with a reason. Why are we doing this? Because it's not because black people are inherently inferior. Mm -hmm. That's, mm -hmm. That was proven, as you said, it was proven false as soon as they got there. There was myths about the grandeur of 
Ghana, the mm. kingdom of the of mm. Congo. Uh, there was myths of all of this grandeur in west in the western coast of Africa, right? They knew this, mm -hmm. right? It was even brought to the Pope, who the, the Pope, uh, Pope, I think is the fourth, if I'm not mistaken, in Portugal, who was the one who signed the treaty to mm -hmm. justify mm -hmm. that anybody who does not adhere to essentially the the the, the idea of European Christianity or mm -hmm. is considered an infidel. Mm -hmm. We are justifying their enslavement, mm -hmm. right? They come up with biblical scriptures, as you and I, you know, have referenced. And we're going to talk. About and we're going to talk about episode. that to yeah. come up with justifications for all of this. So mm -hmm. all of this was happening, mm -hmm. right? They had to come up with, you know, why they were going to justify this, and they were hoping that they would come into some savage, cannibalistic individuals in Africa. They were hoping that the gold myths weren't true. They were hoping that the kingdoms idea weren't true. And then when they came in, they saw it was true. They're like, okay. How are we going to justify this? Portuguese explorers, there's um, journals out there of Portuguese explorers who have confirmed mm -hmm. that when they came across the shores of Western Africa, mm -hmm. that they saw civilizations, mm -hmm. that they saw societies that were even more complex than some European societies, mm -hmm. right? They had to admit it, but they concealed those. But remember, so in order we, to justify a lie. So the thing is, the whole motive is power. Remember, yes. that the, the, the motive was control. The motive was power. The motive was the propagation, yes. the spreading an envy. of European power. But an envy. Because yes. we also have to understand, again, historical context. We have to understand that Europe was not at the place where, Af where you know, Europe mm -hmm. was not at the place mm -hmm. where Africa was. This is where people also have to understand. It was not like Europe and Africa mm -hmm. as, well, technically Europe's not even considered a continent because it's not, it's considered a peninsula, mm -hmm. right? But that's a whole nother conversation. There's still debates about whether Europe's a continent or not because it's not surrounded by water. Technically, it's part mm -hmm. of Asia. Anyway, mm -hmm. that's another conversation. But what we have to understand is that Europe and Africa were not at the same places, right? People don't understand that. Mm -hmm. Europe was just coming out of the Dark Ages. They were just coming out of losing you know, a significant part of their population due to famine, famine due yeah. to the plague. Plagues, yeah. mm -hmm. we, we weren't experiencing that in the western part of Africa, mm -hmm. right? We mm -hmm. had three grandeur areas, right? We, were, we had the gold. We had the timber. We had the cocoa. We had all the resources. We had the ivory. We had all the minerals. The Congo, that's where 60% the, the of the world's minerals are housed, right? We had all this wealth. We were living abundantly. Mm -hmm. This is what people have to understand. So we were not at the same place. So before we get there, yeah. Europe also didn't have the seasonings that we had, mm -hmm. right? So essentially what the motive was, was we are a destitute place as Europe. We are destitute. We are now in need of trying to rebuild our empire. So now we're going to go in search of seasonings, in search of resources, because we are, we are depleted of all of ours because we have gone through all of these respective mm -hmm. short, uh, 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 you know, um, epidemics, epidemics and such. Yeah. So I want people to understand that it wasn't just a matter of power. It was a matter of one place having all the resources and the other place having little to no resources and therefore in search of that. Now, how they came to be, they want to justify and say, well, it's because we were intelligent. No, it was because you were desperate and you were individualistic. Right. And when you're in an environment that promotes competition because you don't know who's eating today and who's not, you don't know because you can't grow your own crops. You are in competition with one another. This is why when we look at Western societies, we're always in competition. We're functioning off of individualism that comes from Europe. That comes from the dark ages. That comes from the time where you were in famine. You didn't know if you're going to eat today or tomorrow versus in Africa versus in the Caribbean. We were chilling. 
We had all the food at our disposal. This is why we come and we're much more lax. We're much more hospitable. This is not, you know, as, as funny as it sounds, this is why, because, and even Western scholars have noted this, that this is why the temperaments are different because of the environmental circumstances. Now, one environmental circumstance may breed one form of intelligence, mm -hmm. but then in the other one promotes another form of intelligence. But what the Europeans have tried to do to justify is because of their respective competitive individualistic environments, that then justifies their intelligence being so-called superior when that's absolutely false. It was maybe one form, but it was not one that was superior in nature. So I want that to be clear in terms of why colonialism and enslavement happened, or at least some of the understandings of it, mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about how it came to be. So I want to make that clear. Sorry, I had to interrupt. No, that's very good. Uh, but I think what you're doing, what's, and what's really important, uh, uh, and again, it's important on rebuilding the black family. Yes, is we're also going back yes. to understand that the roots of black people go far beyond that time frame of slavery. Yes, we're and not. And I think it's really, really, yeah. really, really, really important. Yes. and I think in just some of the things in, in you, you know, communicating some of these things, you're helping to highlight that. Yes. So um, Europe did not engage or meet or were introduced to a paganistic, um, poor uh, no. civilization. No. And so we're That's just where saying, they were coming from, essentially, yeah. which, is, which is the irony, yeah. right? But, but, yeah. what, but remember, because of the motive yes. of um, some of the things you've talked about, but I'm going to focus on, on power and control, because yep, that's, yep, yep. that's what ended up happening. You want to gain it, yeah. And, and of course, and you touched on the motivation for that, the negative yes. motivation of that. Yeah. Then what you do have then is um let's say in is some of the things we've seen over time yes okay yes and so let's move on a little bit i think we want to continue on this no, because no, this i think good. it's this because i think it's this is so big we can continue for you know for a we long could. time on this but at least the but, foundation but i think it's really understood. really really important because I, I forgot who said this if you don't know the uh, let's say a people without understanding their roots yeah. It's like a tree without... Malcolm, is it Malcolm, was it Malcolm X? X? Or maybe you got it from Marcus Garvey. Marcus, Marcus, Garvey. Marcus, Garvey. Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey. There we go, Marcus Garvey. It's like a tree without roots. Yeah. If we don't understand, uh, you know, how history... That's what yeah. he said. A people without understanding of their history is like a tree without roots. Yes. And so part of this is understanding the roots yes. of uh, African people, of yes. the African descendant. Yeah. And so what the Europeans did, and again, in another book I'm reading, and, and this, again, it's a, it's a white author... But just very honest they in checking the history. I mean, exactly I was, and a lot of times, what happened? Why I, I respect some of these people. They're they're um, they, they're professors. They're you know highly intelligent people. Some of them, but have they're lost just their positions exactly. as a result. But yeah. they're just what what I found, David. They're just interested in the truth. That's, That's it. Some of them have written books on this. That's it. But like one person said, what they had to do, what the Europeans ended up doing was this: they used different disciplines to try to prove. Their point. To, to justify their lie. Well, remember, it's yeah. um, what we call it um, fake news yes. in this phenomenon. Yep, 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 yep. And so it's to change the the truth into a lie or to yep. make a lie the truth. For yep. example, yep. you notice what the Europeans did. They made, they defined what beauty is. Yes. So some people think beauty is just like a 21st century thing. No, no. this is a few hundred years ago. So what yeah. did the, the Greeks and Romans do? They showed you what a beautiful body looked like. Yeah. So you have the sculptures of that. What I'm saying that yeah. they transitioned that. Yes. To take there. on mm, their yes, image. Yes. 
Yes, yes. So today, the picture of, of uh, beauty oftentimes is a, a, a Eurocentric beauty. It's a you thing. see what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So, and then in, um, we have other examples, let's say science. Yes, depending on which type of science. That's exactly what I'm yeah. talking, European scientists. For example, now, okay, okay, if okay. we bring up the theory of evolution, <laughs> oh, got, yes. think about that now. The infamous Charles Darwin. So now, what, um, how, how that plays into it. What, mm -hmm. what in, in researching some of these things, you realize the Europeans used every discipline. Yes. Every area to re-educate the world. Yes. And to establish themselves as the authorities in different areas. Yes. And so I think it's important that we you speak that. So, for example, in science, we yeah. bring in the theory of evolution. What was yeah. that about? Well, if I can say then we came from a slime that turned into a fish, that turned into a monkey, that turned into a man. Yes. Then what does evolution prove? Think about this. That means there was an inferior man yeah. that turned into something else. Mm -hmm. That validates all. So, oh, so black people were a lower form mm -hmm. of humankind. You yeah. see, so yep, again, yep, yep, so yep, yep. using science. The slippery slope. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So, so all the different um, disciplines were used by the Europeans to further an agenda of their superiority. Yes. And hence imposing that. Yes. Thinking and belief on the world. Yes. Now, I don't know how much time we got left, but let's keep going. But yeah. now, so let's, um, um, again, let's go on, you know, in, in talking about this, David, so, how it's manifested very globally. Good. Very good. And then, if you don't mind, before we go, let's talk about how it is, how we see it even in Canada today. Very good. Why don't we start with Canada? Yes. Right? Well, we'll start with Canada. So in understanding, and actually I think this is, it's a beautiful segue into how it functions in Canada because when you look at how it functions in Canada, you have, um, you, you know, you have a lot of, you know, white or, or as I say, Euro Canadians who hold on to this belief, mm -hmm. right? I remember I was reading this article and it was by a um, South African, uh, a white, or I should say a, a white settler in South Africa, um, scholar, philosopher specifically, who wrote about the, he called it the oppressor's pathology. And this is another piece that we oftentimes don't do. We look at the pathology, the so-called pathology of the oppressed, but not the people doing the oppressing. Mm -hmm. So we look at the victim, but not the victimizer, right? And what he talked about is we can't, we have to, we can't oversimplify this idea of racism being a social construct. It's understanding the why and what makes it so painful for people, i.e. white people of European descent, to let go of racism. What are the consequences? What are the costs? So when we look in Canada, when we look at it as a nation, we have people, especially when you go to the more rural parts of Canada, who want to hold on to this idea that white is right and black is whack or black stay back, brown is mellow, etc. Why? Because it gives them some sort of purpose, mm -hmm. right? You have the more overt ones who will blatantly say it in their white pick, you know, in their dirty pickup trucks and say white power, neo Nazis. They'll say all the, they'll be the face of racism, right? As I call it, they'll mm -hmm. be the face, they'll be the poster child, mm -hmm. right? But then the ones behind are the ones in the jobs who say, well, why do we have to promote diversity? Why can't we just maintain? Why are they so uh, fearful of promoting diversity? When you look at some of the CEOs and they know something's not working with their company and they know they need to um, change things up. Very profound element of resistance. Mm. We have to understand why. Why is it despite the fact that all of the evidence points to the, to, to the uh, 
points to the necessity of diversifying your portfolio or getting people outside of Canada to fulfill these specific jobs. Why is it that white people of European descent were so resistant, even to this date, in having that? So when we look at that, we have to understand that it was because it gives them a sense of purpose. For those who hold on to racism, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? It gives some of them a sense of purpose because of possibly an unconscious insecurity, an unconscious idea of a feeling that without racism, well, what are they? Mm -hmm. As Toni Morrison had said in an interview with a um, Euro-American reporter, she said, without racism, what are you? Are you big? Are you small? Do you have purpose? And she asked because there's this element of holding on to this idea of racism that is so profound and is present in Canada. This is why when the pandemic came, you saw posters of the white alt-right groups, right, in downtown Toronto. You saw them in Montreal or throughout Quebec. You saw them in Alberta. You saw them in BC. This element of trying to keep jobs in Canada, despite the fact that they had to get the jobs outside of Canada because people in Canada what during this time didn't want to work, mm -hmm. right? The reason African people even came to Canada, first starting with, um, uh, you know, with the exception of those who were enslaved on Canadian soil, Right. Um, this is when we're talking about how racism manifests. When we look at the most recent immigration, so 1955, the domestic mm -hmm. schemes when people came from the Caribbean, so especially the mm -hmm. women. Mm -hmm. Right. They came because that was around the time the white women decided they don't they don't want to just be home, be homemakers. Right. Mm -hmm. That was when the feminism, mm -hmm. the woman's right, the, the suffrage movement came about. So if they're going to work, well, who's working the jobs? Yeah. So when they're saying you're taking our jobs, well, which ones? The ones you didn't want to work? Mm -hmm. So this is what's happening. So all of this to say. They want to hold on to this idea of purpose because without racism, you have to ask a lot of these guys, well, what are you? Mm. Without this idea that you have started ahead of everybody else because you have taken everything else from everybody. Well, what are you without that? What are you if we start, as you said, without racism, we start on an even level playing field. What is your fear? And this is what black people have to understand because it starts to change the lens that without racism, without us believing that we are inferior as a result of racism, if we start to understand differently, we re-educate ourselves mm -hmm. as understanding, wait, wait a minute, maybe something's not wrong with us. Maybe something's wrong with the people who have worked to uphold this system. We therefore have to ask ourselves, well, what are we outside of racism? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is where we start to remember, well, what, what were we before we were invaded? Exactly. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is how it operates mm -hmm. in Canada, yeah. and this is some of the things that we've seen. This is what the far right and far left have thought about. So now as we wrap this up, and uh, I, know, I know this, we've only, you know, just kind of, touch the surface on some yes. of these things as we wrap it up. Yeah. Why this is important, I, I really mm. want to address our audience somewhat on this, why this discussion is really important, yes. David, is let's we live in a multicultural society in Canada. It's a yes. mosaic. And in mm. this time where you hear words such as um, inclusion and, and diversity, yeah. it's an opportunity we have in, I'm going to say in the Western world, but all over the world really, mm -hmm. for the sake of, let's say, saying of having true equality if to have that what i'm saying yeah. is this okay. if you got um, for example let's say in canada if we look look at canada yeah if you say you want an equal and just society yeah you're gonna have to have some serious conversations and some serious action yes following but the what i'm saying yeah but that conversation has got to be based on honesty yes. for example so the perpetrators Yes. Of oppression, of yes. colonialism. Yeah. Have to see who they really are. Yeah. And those who've been complicit. They really did. And yeah. those who've been complicit. Well, everyone in the whole system. Yes. Everyone. Yeah. And because if that's not done, 
then you're not true. You're not going to be able. You'll have the wrong foundation. Very good. Which we have for establishing. We could say an equal and a just society that yeah. that really rights the wrongs and moves forward. I yes. think about let's say our um, indigenous friends. Yes, they're still suffering. People yes. say, "Well, that's just the past." They're still it's, suffering today. To this day, they can't even get pure water yeah. today. So yeah. what I'm saying is this: this is um, a discussion that needs honesty yes. it needs transparency yes. for example if i stole from you yeah. it's not good enough for me to say david i'm sorry no it's you know, i'm give, have to come to you and say back. listen david i'm sorry yeah and i'm going to do everything i can to restore everything back to you do you very see what good. i'm saying so very good that is true repentance and yes. restoration so anyway i know so we, but, but uh, j just to also on that point and this idea of you know canada being a multicultural nation mm -hmm. yes in the idea that it has various cultures and peoples, yes, and peoples, yes. Mm -hmm. but we have to understand that even within that, the foundation of the society mm -hmm. is that of European thoughts, values, and behavior. That has been the foundation of every single institution in Canada. Mm -hmm. There has been prime ministers who have said themselves verbatim that they want to keep Canada a white nation. So when we hear that, mm -hmm. we have to understand that that means they are trying to maintain a certain foundation. So even if you have multiple people coming into this country, which mm -hmm. many up until, again, the 1960s mm -hmm. were against, mm -hmm. even when they came and let them in, they said, okay, but that doesn't mean we're changing the foundation. Exactly. So we have to also let go of this idea that Canada is multicultural. Mm -hmm. We are simply multicultural in demographics. In demographics, But yes. not in thought process, not in value systems, not in behaviors. This is why it's been so difficult to implement culturally appropriate and relevant ideas and respective paradigms in respective institutions because they said, we'll let you into our institutions, but we're not changing yeah, we're not change yep. how we do yep. our things. Exactly. So I want that to be clear. Of course. Yes. Canada mm -hmm. has been infamous for perpetuating mm -hmm. that lie. Exactly. Well... I trust you've been helped by this story conversation. And like I said, it's just the, the beginning. I think it, we're going to have to come back and, and explore further about how the things that have to happen to change, you know, the foundations of our country so that it's truly just and equitable and right uh, for a, a, let's say, a progressive society. Well, thanks again for joining us on another Rebuilding the Black Family Please leave your comments. Let us know how you've been infect, uh, impacted, you know, by this program. Um, and so remember, like I always say, it is the truth that makes you free. See you next time.